Hello and a warm welcome to this episode of the PPC Chat Roundup, a podcast where I round up the Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. GMT. I'm your host, Anu, recording from my my lovely studio in London, UK, and I use this platform to share not just expert, but also my ideas and considered best practices about pig media and the direction the digital industry is going in. So if you want to keep up to date with my tips and tricks in the industry and get the latest on the podcast that has been called your go-to if you don't make it to the PPC chat live discussions, and even if you do, then like, follow, share, retweet, that's right, on Twitter with the handle The Marketing Anu, or join us on our LinkedIn group, which is a PPC chat the PPC Chat Roundup podcast. And if you're on Instagram, check us out on um, at PPC Chat underscore Roundup to get quotes and snippets and gifts and memes and all fun ways I like to interact with the internet. Today, the topic that we're talking about is display advertising. It's led by Julie Bicini, but I also get got an amazing and special guest with me today. We've got the lovely Ellen Parker, who's the host of the Programmatic Digest. As you can tell, she's a programmatic genius. And it was, it's, she's one of those amazing, lovely, like Twitter friends that I've made. And now we've connected and it's like, yeah, sky's the limit. So Ellen, over to you, introduce yourself to my audience. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here today. I am Ellen Parker. I am the host of the Programmatic Digest podcast. And I am also the founder and chief programmatic sensei of Ellen Parker Consulting, which is simply a consulting firm that I started a couple of years ago where I offer customizable training for digital marketers, digital agencies, and brands in a programmatic media format. So it's basically I work for agent, with agencies that are trying to start offering programmatic media as a service. And I work and customize the training for them from a base on their skill set, current skill set and their Mm -hmm. team's dynamic. And so I've worked in the programmatic, excuse me, I've worked in the programmatic industry for about close to eight years, eight to 10 years. I don't know, give or take. And I've when I've started as a buyer, which is also known a trader. And then moved on to being a planner and then senior strategist. And then, of course, in leading position where I was a director running the programmatic department for this agency that I was working for, leading a team of five plus a few analysts. And then realized, like I said, a couple of years ago that I just wanted to do what my heart makes me happy. What makes my heart happy, excuse me, which is training development, educating as much as possible, sharing knowledge Mm. and highlighting diversity on the way, which is how the Programmatic Digest podcast was actually born, just highlighting industry trends in the programmatic realm and digital paid media realm. So it's it's that easy. It's interview-based. We cover one topic of the, the industry and we just explain, we share our views as professionals and experts. Lovely. I, I think you brought up a, a very new title that I've not heard heard before, Chief Programmatic Sensei. Is that your official title? <laughs> you know, I it's love so <laughs> corny, but I love it. Okay. Like yeah. when you go to okay. when you go to conferences or where you go on LinkedIn, you see CEO, CE that, founder, whatever, partner, oh. analyst. And I'm like, man, it's boring. I'm a team now I used to be a one-man show but now I have a team and I find it very interesting to, to to have fun with titles like we had an intern this past summer and she was the marketing 
And she was a marketing and business analyst ninja. Like I told her, put this on your resume, put it whatever. Like, this is how I'm yeah. going to refer to you. <laughs> I'm like ninja, was, you know, it's just boring. You got to have fun in life. That's a big thing for me. <laughs> I absolutely agree with you. And yeah, no, definitely. I, I, I do this podcast because I have fun in it with it. Yeah. As you were mentioning earlier on, you were a bit nervous that this might be not a charming recording <laughs> because we're going to rant a bit. Oh, yeah. Like, Hey, yeah. That's what my audience expect. They expect us to rant a bit because Google is always pulling at our strings. And yeah, yeah. so let's let's get into a bit of what we're going to talk about. If you're not aware, there was an update that happened not too long ago. I think it was literally like less than a week ago now. Mm-hmm. And it's they, they, they start their, their articles calling it display campaigns made easy. Now, mm-hmm. I, I pull a little bit of a string on that title because, yeah, when Google uses a word like smart, you know, I've never felt smart before. Easy. So yeah. when I'm using a smart campaign, so I don't know what, what they mean by easy. And uh, yeah, just in short, he's just trying to use allowing more automation to be hap- happening. And I think it's more choosing what automations that you want to use on your display campaigns, if I've read that correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I've not really ever been a, a fan of, to be honest, GDN display campaigns I, I see you shaking your head Ellen <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, yeah likewise yeah I'm gonna let you finish yeah. and then I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll share <laughs> you share so I was, I was gonna I'm gonna start going into the questions do you want to share your opinions about display advertising before we get into the questions I think one of the question is is about my thoughts on Google display advertising in general so I'm happy yeah. to address now the reality is that Google's updates are no short of surprises And that it's now really a good surprise. You know, when somebody surprises you and you haven't seen them in a long time, you're super excited. You want to hug them. Those surprises are the opposite. It's not, it's not welcome at all. Now I have to play devil's advocate when it comes to GDN (laughs) with the fact that they are trying to equip the brand, the one man brand, the smaller to medium sized brands and marketer in Mm. a way that they could automate some of this buying that's where we're going to talk about gdn and the optimization i mean the automatic optimization that they're having available to us Um, so i understand why they are trying to offer that option that auto optimization option as somebody that's worked in gdn and worked on programmatic platforms i do not recommend some of those updates that's very interesting because it's just very i'm not sure how to pro- politely and diplomatically say it. it's just doesn't always work the way you want it to work yeah and and now i'm getting deep into details but google is is a ad network and the positive things about ad networks is the fact that inventory is maybe more cost efficient the downfall is the fact that inventory is cost is too efficient to be good yeah. right yeah. what are you paying for some of those cpms are as low as 30 20 15 cents it's, it's very yeah. interesting so an ad network defined from the programmatic lens is basically a middleman between a network of domain and then the brand versus working for an ad exchange would be some like the ad exchange is the tunnel that brings the sell side and the buy side together so mm. gdn only gives you GDN data, GDN inventory. 
versus if you're working outside of a Google Display Network, for instance, you'll have access to Google Display Network and then other exchanges that allows you to be competitive in your buy. So that's like a number one reason why us programmatic folks, we don't recognize GDN as a programmatic tactic, or we don't always recommend GDN as a programmatic tactic. But again, I've worked with clients and I've worked with brands that could not afford to invest in the programmatic technology that we have access to right now. And they're comfortable in GDN. And again, Google makes it very efficient in terms of like reporting. It's all on the one platform. You have display and search on the one platform. You can easily make changes between search and, and, you know, display. So I understand why the thing still. And I also understand why Google is making all of those optimization update for that marketer, for that brand that just cannot afford you and me or just don't have the time and the energy to dig into that skill set because it's a lot. It's a lot going on. Yeah, yeah, it is. Well, thank you for that little introduction into your thoughts and some really nice like insight into yeah the differences between programmatic and display. I think that's definitely very helpful. Mm-hmm. But yeah, let's get into the questions. So yeah, Dilly starts us off saying that it was kind of hard to understand exactly what will be happening as. I think is with most Google updates. They'll just tell you something is going to happen. They're not really going to tell you how. Sometimes they don't even tell you when, but something is going to happen. So yeah, we're going to start generally in terms of, are you currently running any display campaigns on Google ads? If so, which kind? If not, why not? So Um, I I do represent, I do have a couple of clients that I'm still doing activation for, like running their client mm. and being their strategist and having buyers for them, like almost like an ad, ad agency at this point. And one of them is running in, in GDN, but it's for the, it's for historical reasons. They just did not want to invest in the programmatic ad tech that I recommended at that time. And again, they're just so like the, the marketer that the, the CMO that hired us is familiar with that platform. Yeah. So yeah, that's, there's only one campaign that I'm running in there. Every yeah. single client outside of like maybe a handful of them, every other clients that I've worked with that started in GDN has ended in a programmatic ad tech, either something like AdLib or a trade desk or a DB360, which is Google owned, but it depends on the client's mm. um, investment capabilities at this point. Yeah, true. Some of the answers we get from on, on the Twitter space, Julia Vice goes, yes, all standard, some responsive yep. ads, but no smart displays. Mm-hmm. Julie replies, I'm running display and retargeting display on Google ads right now. Not sure smart display for either currently. Mm-hmm. Greg goes, GDN, YouTube, Gmail, Discovery as well. Ken Chang, regular YouTube display campaigns so that I have control over the bidding strategy. Yeah, having control is a big thing yeah. for us. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and then Kami Karas goes, oh, yes, testing some smart display as well. So, yeah, does that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I wouldn't. It's not surprising. And like I said, actually, somebody mentioned YouTube, Gmail and all the above. That's also a good point why um, it's such an exciting product for some of those brands or some of the clients is the fact that they could test ta- those tactics within one platform. But I've never ran a smart campaign in, you know, on the SEM side or the display side 
we've always wanted control, not because we're control freaks, but the reality is that we want to be able to understand certain and account for the spend. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that's just, that's just how it's going to be. Like if Google is going to equip those brands, they need to continue equipping the people that are actually doing the work in the platform. Precisely. We, we've been saying that and banging yeah. our heads against the wall. Send them. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> So yeah, Julie Swiftly goes on to question two saying, how do you understand this announcement? What do you think it means, if anything, for your accounts? Now, I, this is why I mentioned the, the fact that, you know, just reading from the title, display oh. campaigns made easy. I've never found Google doing anything <laughs> easy or like, especially when they put smart on anything. Yeah, I, I, I never feel smart at all. It's making me feel, like, you know, mm. a little bit dumb <laughs> with, with things really. And we've got some replies to... What I said is, yeah, we have all really been conditioned to naturally bulk at yep. anything Google adds title smart, haven't we? Um, yeah. We've also have someone saying, I think smart as an in inverted commas <laughs> is a label for machine learning. The reason we roll our eyes at it is the learning part. Yeah, It is truly yeah. smart to, t- to have marketers pay for their machines to learn. It's just that the learning is not, it's not happening the way that it mm-hmm. should really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I did all, all of them, all of those comments. I agree. I mean, it's just, it's not, again, you have to look at the, the perspectives that we have ahead of us. As marketers, we mm. for sure don't agree with the term smart here. And then the automation and the bidding, like, let's, let's go back to the ad network definition. Some of those auto-optimization are not only based on the settings that we have, but also the inventory that they're presenting to us. And they mm-hmm. have control over this inventory and there's a lack of transparency that comes with it, right? So it's, it's tough to believe when they say that, oh, here are advanced. That's a word they like to throw everywhere. Yeah. Advanced, advanced optimization targeting yeah. based yeah. on bidding, based on keywords, based on audiences, you will see shift in your results. Yeah. Are you saying that this wasn't happening this whole time, but you Honestly. think that it was? So what was the auto before? What does auto yeah. was represent? Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Take a deep breath. We still have a, we still have like <laughs> quite a bit to get through. So let's not blow it all in the first 10 minutes. Um, anyway, so we've got Julia Weiss as uh-huh. well replying saying, I don't really, I'm skeptical mm-hmm. about having the same amount of controls due to, well, everything. And I run lots of campaigns with very unoptimized, unchangeable landing pages. So very uncertain on using this product. Yeah. Julia also um, replies saying on this surface, it sounds like what we have asked for, yeah. well, forever automation available, but options for advanced advertisers, <laughs> but I'm not sure if that is how it will really be. Optimized targeting seems to be on by default too, which is not awesome. Yeah, I, yeah. Don't, I don't want that. Yeah, the auto default thing, it's not, just don't do it. Cause you're, yeah. just don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Cami Karras as well replies saying, I see it as just more ways Google can obfuscate. I always get tongue tied with that word. How and why your ad dollars are spent. Like when they added expand targeting, some people still don't know what Google is targeting beyond their defined audience. So, yeah, that whole beyond. Um, and, you know, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we mentioned the lack of transparency. Boom. That's, that's what it is. Who are we really targeting? Who's really seeing these ads? Yeah. 
Yeah. That's why I think it's a big thing for us that we've actually talked about before is like lists of areas that we would yeah. love to exclude and mobile sites that we want to exclude because yeah, what are we actually spending our money on? Kirk Williams as well replies to question two. It seems similar to current shopping campaign creation. You select the primary shopping option and then whether you want standard or smart. Ken Chang replies saying, hoping for the best and expecting the worst as usual with these announcements. Yes, yeah. that's, yeah, always with Google. Yeah. Condon replies there, it doesn't make me bother much. Uh, that's <laughs> one of us. <laughs> that's not the general consensus. Um, I turn off optimized targeting whenever I'm creating new campaigns. That's the thing you always have to remember. Turn yeah. off defaults. There's some defaults Google just put in as you're creating stuff. Mm-hmm. Be wary of those. So yeah, going on to question three now, we've got, let's talk about optimized targeting in in quotation marks. These new campaigns will also include optimized targeting, which is on by default. Yep. Thoughts? Go on. So, okay. So (laughs) optimized targeting is automatically turned on for all campaigns. That is, that is no. Problematic, to say the least. Now, if I, if I want to be, if I'm honest, okay, if I had to recommend a new DSP, a demand side platform to a brand or to an agency that I'm working with, which is a tech tech that we use outside of, you know, the Google products and the, from a programmatic lens, again, there are some auto, auto, auto optimization that are expected at the bidding level, at, at the inventory level, like it should always optimize the win rate. It should always optimize for the lowest cost. So based on that KPI that you select within the settings. So certain optimization are on auto in DSPs and that is okay, but you have so much transparency. I'm able to pull a report to let me know what inventory was bidded down on. So it never excludes, it always bids down. So we, mm-hmm. we don't miss hundred percent. We just, it's really conservative bidding basically, or it's very, it's so conservative in terms of like that auto optimization that it's almost, it's fine to have it on. But on a Google's perspective, specifically talking about GDN, because mm-hmm. we've had some bad experience, even in, in the SEM side, some bad experience with that auto option. I don't, I don't like that idea because maybe there's a lack of trust Maybe, but when we look at human beings' relationship, when you lose trust, it takes a while to gain it back. Um, yeah. But at the same time, it's like you have to earn that trust. So if we keep getting certain products from Google's and getting disappointed from it, testing those products, we're not seeing the result, or we're seeing a result, but then it, one eyebrows is still raised. Like, where is this coming from? We don't. We can't yeah. see. We can't. Like it's almost being blinded. It's like yeah. you're you're blinded at what's yeah. going on, but still expected to perform. Yeah. So no, yeah, absolutely. So uh, it's like literally like, don't worry, just give us the money. We'll tell you yeah, like, how trust to make us. money. I'm like, just trust us. Trust us, even though we burnt you before. Yeah. Okay? Trust us. Yeah. It's going to be okay. It won't burn as much this time because you're used to it. No. Yeah. That's not yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's no pretty matter. much just trust us. It's not going to burn as much. Not yeah. that it wouldn't burn. You just, you just know they're just trying to tell you <laughs> it won't burn as much. And so. then we have to explain to the client what happened. It's like, no, yeah. no, sir. Exactly. Get it back. Exactly. 
So yeah, we've got some answers who are pretty much echoing the kind of things you're saying. You say that we've got Julia by saying, not a fan. In my case, websites are often not the main conversion point or not possible to change. So Google's interpretation of my website from the get-go will actually worsen my traffic. I very often need to get new audiences to a new announcement. Kami Karras as well response, say, um, response saying um, expanded targeting was already on by default. Yeah. So it makes me wonder how much different is this? Yeah, yeah you mentioned that said. before. Why is this, like, first of is this all, a new thing? Isn't that what you've been doing all along? Isn't that what you promised us <laughs> so at the beginning? I love it to us. You lied. lies. Oh, lies. Anyway, Google seems to be taking uh, more and more of the settings as just suggestions. I trust my data. Google, not so much. Yeah. yeah. Ken Chang reprise, but I don't want to spend more. Mm, yeah, I don't know. Google always wants us to spend more. That will always be the suggestion. Yeah. Oh, Julie replies, oh. the when to use it part is so funny to me. It's like, so if you're an advertiser who wants your ads to work, then yeah, got it. <laughs> yeah. And it is not the same as expanded targeting. The yeah. whole thing is confusing very much. So I think everybody's on there and um julia vice responds to that saying not great comms you don't think the so-called semantic machine wrote it do you mm-hmm. also since it's so unclear how are we explaining this to clients and a, an amazing response uh, to this is something that i've seen happen so sam replies don't worry a google rep will call your client directly and explain how it's amazeballs and they should adopt asap have you ever had that happen where google actually contact your client directly about oh yeah there office. was a yeah there was a whole phase uh, where there was like a whole quarter or even two quarters in what was it 2019 or 2018 where they were literally yeah. contacting all of our clients directly and, and honestly it did not matter like sometimes you know some depending on your budget of course you have a rep mm. assigned to you and it yeah. did not matter we had mm. we had other google reps reaching out to our clients and then we would forward that email <laughs> from the client to our Google rep, appointed Google rep, and they'll be like, oh, totally apologize, blah, blah, blah. But it happened mm. more than once. It seemed like it was a hot mess internally. Like they were trying yeah. to shuffle people around and people didn't know what to do and they were hold up to a quota. <laughs> like, oh, we're just going to start emailing everybody. Everyone. Oh, God. Yeah, that was, that was a hot mess. That was a mess. That was not, so, that was yeah. not clean. Mm-mm. No, no, it doesn't sound it at all. So we have Greg replying as well to question three saying, we don't often create brand new campaigns, rather copy and paste from somewhere else and edit. So as long as it stays Boom. off, I think <laughs> I'm fine with it. Everyone just wants it off. Andrew McGarry replies saying, yeah. Google makes these changes to try and fit all companies into their methodology, but the one size fits all oh. approach by its nature will fail some Never- brands will fail a lot of brands. It's up to PPC professionals to test conventional wisdom. Yeah, continues. Um, I like that. Yeah, and then, yeah, smart, optimized, et cetera. Anything uh, machine learning based requires spending dollars to learn what doesn't work. If you can afford it, mm-hmm. great. If you can't afford it, conflict between what Google deems best practice and real world short-term profitability mm. if non-PPC folk knee-jerk early so yeah you'll always get some client in there you know going like oh yeah we you know we, google said we should do this don't you think we should do this because google said yeah. we should do this and, and i'm no. like no no 
<laughs> yeah, that's one thing that also I've always taught, like, you know, mentioned to the, the people I manage. I'm like, don't just be like, Google said we should do this. Or Google made this advice on, you know, this new target. Yeah. One of my, one of the guys you used to work with did that for one of our clients and the spend shot up so high. Convergence did not match yeah. at all. And everyone was pissed. So I'm like, great, well done, Google. Should we just say Google made us do it? Yeah. I'd love that. <laughs> I'd love that to be yeah. like one of the reasons, like, you know, optimizing in the strategy meetings, those oh. weekly calls going like, why did this thing go wrong? Google made me do it. <laughs> but, you know, you bring a good point. Like, even like, again, I have a... I'm running an DB360 display and video 360, which is a double-click product, but double-click is owned by Google, yeah. rather the Google's parents' company, whichever name they are now. And ABC, even that team, ABC, there you go. Even that team is, they are very knowledgeable, but they're knowledgeable mm. enough. And sometimes they've recommended optimization and the clients mm. thought it was sexy. We didn't think it was sexy. Yeah. We would not, we recommend it against, but because it came from Google, it's their platform. Google. We implemented and it didn't work. It did not Shut work. <laughs> it's like, we shouldn't have like, to why? Have And then they start coming to you as the, as the in-between are going, like, what how happened? did you work? What, you what did you do? Because you said, that's Google. That's when you pull out the receipt and you send per my email. <laughs> no, I hate when yeah. somebody sends me per my last conversation. I mean, first of all, you're not going to give me attitude, ma'am. It's too early. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. That's why it's so important but, to get all those agreements terrible. and those like, oh, do it, do it, do it in writing. Confirm it in writing. You want me to do this. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's, a, it's a, I think it's a really good opportunity to build a, really, a, a closer relationship with your client and your brand, letting yeah. them understand that, yes, Google is, I'm not going to call them, maybe is a trusted partner. However, this Could is be. why you have me, you have us. It's based on our experience with and without Google. These are the recommendations we can give us. Give, oh, mm. I'd rather give you. So that's that's just a good opportunity for you to just see the glass halfway full. Like, oh, we messed up because Google told us to do this. However, this is what we're going to learn for, from, and this is how we're going to move forward. Yeah, it's it's, it's an opportunity. That's how I see it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I love those. So Sam also replies to question three saying, I mean, it seems like this is Google's logical response to losing data while mm -hmm. trying to push margins, broaden the target plus the competition. Broaden the terminology the target, is yeah. also a bit confusing. I'm sure we'll have plenty of Google reps breathlessly pushing us. <laughs> to adopt it yeah yeah all of them are going to come to us like it's the best thing you should just do it it's going to get you more yeah. money yeah 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 go away yeah. Wayne brown replies to question three as well saying sounds like optimized targeting was written by a pm who wanted to say everyone should use this new feature on by default is how tech rolls otherwise they know adoption would be slow hopefully they don't make it a gray ux don't see it gray ux don't see it ui issue so yeah it's the kind of thing that you might not be able to see because it's all coded in the in the back end so, yeah. yeah loads of talks about was this really a robotic message or just a robot that sent out this message to us? yeah 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 and i think that's why i'm still 
I think that's why, honestly, the industry is so reluctant from the display responsive ads. I've ran a mm. few and it's, it was just not, it was terrible. I know that on the, the responsive search ads, it's a different ballgame. Even so, I've came across certain ads and I'm like, I can understand why each of these have been selected because a response, like I would have clicked regardless, but all at once, I don't know, it's, it's a little much, you know? Yeah. So I, I can understand how that from a search perspective, but from a display perspective, I've come across terrible, terrible. And you could tell, I'm like, no creative designer in their right mind did this unless they were drunk. That's also capability possibility. (laughs) That's okay. And I hope they were drunk. Yeah. Yeah. They're either drunk or they were literally like, I don't care about my job anymore. I am one to get fired. This is the one way I can do it. (laughs) (laughs) Just take the wheel. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting concept yeah. for sure. Very interesting. So we're going on to question four, and we're pretty much almost halfway through with this now. Question four goes, what are your thoughts on Google display advertising <laughs> in general? So yeah, you've given us yours. So we'll just get into some of our, the answers from the experts and see if you have yeah, I'm curious any to comments <laughs> to what people are saying. <laughs> We've got um, the likes of Andrew McGarry saying, said this often, GDN without a proper plan can be a sewer. So it needs serious attention or you will show ads on your dodgy sites. Also bot farms hit GDN hard. So you ideally need a click fraud tool. Yeah, that's the, the guys coming out with click fraud tools. Those are very important. And I've even seen a lot more of that happening of late as well. Sam replies, they tend to fluctuate between, hmm, I could just do YouTube plus that's better to sure it's fun to watch some money burn. <laughs> but in all seriousness, I think placements are the new audiences with iOS 15. So I'm testing a lot more display mm-hmm. than previously. So yeah, we've got some people giving it some faith in what it's doing. Julia as well replies, says, I've been really down on Google display advertising for anything but retargeting for mm. quite a while now between brand safety, targeting, cate- category exclusion, mm. not working fully, and the sheer number of craptastic sites mm. where ads are showing, it's often mm. not worth it. Yeah, you need to do so many exclusions mm. to actually get things right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, <laughs> I love there's just the agreement from you. Yeah, I mean, again, it's it's just a powerful tool to have. And uh, just like what somebody mentioned, unless you're, you're really if unless you're really setting it properly, it could be a sewer. And I agree. And yeah. even when you you set up properly, depending on the industry you, you're advertising for, it could be really bad. It can be really bad yeah. from different perspective, of course. So, yeah. Mm. I mean, Karish replies as well, saying display campaigns are usually dangerous unless hyper-targeted and mm-hmm. well-maintained. It's not just something you can just flick on and leave. It's one of those you need your eye on every day. Mm-hmm. Like, we, I, went, I felt like, you know, we, when it comes with, to PPC, when we're like, oh, search terms, mm-hmm. we need to make sure that, you know, our eyes are not showing against a lot of bad search terms. I think with displays, worse. Because we, we think we have it harder, like making sure mm-hmm. we're not showing for, for the wrong terms. To make sure your ads are not showing on the on crappy sites, oh, you need a lot more attention. Ken Chang replies saying, would like it more if it didn't require us to constantly check website sources or remove garbage apps. I honestly did not know that tweet was coming before. Needs, needs a lot of attention. Oh. Needs a lot yeah. of attention is to say the yeah. least. Yeah. Anders Hoth as well says, I've, I have an old time opinion of Google Display. 
It's the extra inventory that Google needed to dilute the quality of their search inventory so they could maintain sales growth. It has evolved into a big machine and I think there is value to be found there. Yeah, I think, you know, he, I love that Anders always comes, tries to come from a positive end of things. I think a lot of us have just been burned too much that we tend to, to see the whole annoyance <laughs> yeah, we, we of it. Yeah, we had that trust. Yeah, we, we trusted, trust and issue. trusted and it, it just didn't work. So, no. I mean, and, and that goes for any platform, honestly, even outside, even in Facebook, for instance, it's, it's a great tool-ish you know, but, but now with all the updates, iOS is one of them. Facebook got rid yeah. of their third-party data back in 2018 or 2017 even. So now you can just target based on Facebook. That's just so broad. That's just so general. You know what I mean? So like it's, yeah. it depends on the platform. Every platform has a positive and a negative to it, but mm. like most likely no matter how much optimization or auto whatever these platforms are coming out with, you will still need a conductor. Like a train yeah. can go from A to B if they want it, but you'll still need a conductor. I don't care if the conductor is sleeping while this train is on the road. Like it's one point to another point, one way, yeah. right? Yeah. Like you can't go wrong unless something is happening and the Avenger are needed, you know, something like that. Yeah. But- <laughs> You always need a conductor for that train. So that's how I see us like, yeah, some of these can go on auto. Cool. It makes us less, you know, we can refocus our time to a strategy and Mm. looking at at planning from an overarching view. Mm. But don't trust it too much. Like you still need somebody to like make sure things are going on correctly. And if there's an emergency stub button, then you need that person to hit it. And that's what we're here for, which we have done a lot. Stop a campaign due to lack of performance or due to something happening. So that's that's how I see it. Google can come up with as many auto, whatever they want to come up with. We're still going to be needed so much more because of the fact that there's uncertainty. There's a lack of clarity and transparency in this whole mess. That's the thing. Yeah, it it can always seem like a mess. Mm -hmm. So yeah, let's go on to question five. We've got um, Julie asking us, have brand safety concerns increased, decreased, or stayed about the same for you in the past 12 months? So just in the 12 months uh, bit, has it, I mean, we know it was not great, but has it, is it getting worse? Yeah. Go on. You've got some amazing facial expressions. The audience cannot see uh, it. Give us an answer. <laughs> So we're still speaking uh, from the GDN's perspective, right? Yes. From the GDN perspective, I was never a fan of their brand safety internal measurement, whatever it is. But also as soon as I had an opportunity to bring a campaign out of GDN, I would have because of that lack of everything. Mm -hmm. I do not trust certain placements. I do not trust the list of website or domain of publisher we have access to via GDN mm. for many mm. reasons. Again, I just, we just, it's just so confusing. When it's messy, you just gotta run, run the other way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I've, I've worked with buyers that had campaign in GDN that ran it successfully, you know, because yeah. they were in there, like you said, every day, diving deep into the data, tweaking yeah. a lot of the settings, tweaking this and that. 
so so to me it's like there's a serious brand safety concern across the industry especially on the programmatic side and ctv and everywhere you want to mention there's some level of brand safety because you mentioned bot or fraudulent activities earlier yeah especially in gdn if you cannot see what's happening like there might be a problem like, yeah. I don't know. So to me that I don't think, I think brand safety is almost non-existent when it comes to GDN. And, but that's a oh. opinion. <laughs> that is my opinion. I know a lot of your listeners are going to be like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't come for her. Don't come for her. We're going <laughs> to. And that's okay. That is an opinion. And, and I'm, I'm not afraid of saying it out loud. Like I do not trust brand safety, whatever GDN has mm. to offer right now. For that reason, I mean, if you if you're playing a drinking game, lack of transparency and lack of clarity is probably what you're going to be drinking to a lot, because like yeah. that's like my, the number way the number two ways to to explain it. But look at it from a, a brand perspective. Look at it from that small business owner that's just trying to get their message out there. Yeah. It works for them, and that's absolutely yeah. okay. Eventually, they're going to have to upgrade, though. They're going to yeah. have to upgrade. Yeah. So, Precisely. what is uh what is the community saying? So the community has gone, yeah, they, some have saying it's staying the same. Sam goes in aggregate across all clients, probably stayed about the same, yeah, but the underlying distribution is more U-shaped. Mm-hmm. So what, it's, it's that, I mean, it's getting worse, he thinks? U-shaped, uh, maybe, maybe it's going back up, yeah. Oh, it's going back up, yeah. Well, yeah, more brand safety issues. Ah, Ken Chang replies, most maybe. Of okay. Yeah, brand safety concerns. So brand safety concerns has increased. Yeah, the question is okay, okay, brand concerned. safety concerns. Yeah, so U-shaped increased. A lot of people are more concerned. Julia Vice increased and not just with Google. It's a real mess out there. Yep. yep. Julie replies, yeah, it's definitely a larger concern now. Mm-hmm. Not that it was not previously, but yeah, there seems to be more things where you just would not want your ads showing next to now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a lot more. Tammy Karras, again, huge increase. I'm basically waiting for the day a client comes across an ad that was shown for something completely outside the box that we want. Sometimes people think, oh, outside the box. Think outside the box. <laughs> not when it comes to display ads, guys. Not no. display ads. Not inside display. the box, inside what we're paying no. for. No, Thank no, you no. very much. I want my message to be outside the box, but I don't want my inventory to be outside the box. Now keep it in the box, lock somewhere. Make sure that box has a lot of like, like security checks, okay? Yeah. Just like when you're going to the airport, I needed to, to have the same type of security over and over and over with no... What is it called? With no, no surprises, um, no surprises, but no, uh, man, no, uh, uh, not accepting any errors. Like one error and you're out. Like no, sh- there's no like one strike to strike. You know, you're good. No, if there's yeah. if there's no, one no, bad no leeway guy, kind of thing. No yeah, leeway. There you go. No leeway. Yeah. No nothing. Like you got to go. Period. Absolutely, absolutely. Even Kirk Williams, who's like our shopping expert as here, he goes, I think there are concerning elements to add food that remain unaddressed. Yep. Interesting article on unscrupulous publishers, not just fraud bot networks. So he gives us a link there. Mm-hmm. That will be on officialppcchat.com, I'm sure. Perfect. Um, that has to do specifically with your brand showing somewhere you didn't want it. So yeah, we're getting that a lot. Second to last question here, we get from Julie asking, are you using other networks for your display advertising? If not Google, how do you like them? And why did you choose them? Uh, I think you could speak about <laughs> this for an hour because you literally do everything. 
I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't know if you heard me, but I said that as soon as I have an opportunity to take the campaign out of GDN, I do it. And I never look back. I never look back. <laughs> it's a testing. It's not like if, yeah. you know, you just, yeah, it's yeah. after testing and um, proving. And it's because we talk back of being burned. Like, I, I don't like pain. I don't want to be in pain for too long, at least, you know, like I can deal through a hit workout and be in that type of pain. But like when it comes to Google, I have no no patience with Google. So there, and the reason why uh, my background is also programmatic. So I understand what technology and what capabilities I can get with those ad tech or those programmatic DSPs and Mm. GDN is not, I, we don't consider GDN a a DSP because it's an ad network. And again, it has a lack of transparency and you're, it's like almost like going via a middleman at this point. I want to remove the middleman. I want to go straight to, I don't want to work with resellers when it comes to inventory because brand safety, because fraudulent activities, because I don't know where the ad is so, so yes, I have quite a few DSP that I've worked with. The trade desk is one of them. I mentioned Adlib. I've worked with Adelphic. I've worked with DV360. There are a lot of technology out there that allows you to do what you're doing in GDN and even better and offers more transparency in terms of reporting, mm. measurement, tracking, conversion tracking. I mean, there's a big thing happening in the industry with custom bidding uh, strategies where you're able to literally optimize or allow the machine to auto optimize based on that, that custom conversion. So it's not only mm. operating based on the cost per acquisition or so forth. So, so yeah, I, I wouldn't describe any of them at networks though. Work mm. I'm talking in terms of DSPs, demand side yes. platforms. Yeah. So if you have the ability as professional to learn that skill, one, I can help. This is a shameless plug. Second, <laughs> plug away, plug away. <laughs> and secondly, like there's a lot of resources when you're, you have a client that you, it shouldn't be one, but what I'm trying to say is that you should be testing outside of Google at this point, especially with yeah. what's happening one, you came on the podcast to talk about the latest update and we, yeah, you know, why? Because we want to understand there's a lot of updates happening. You want to have the ability to target outside of what Google has available. Mm. And a DSP can offer you that, up, uh, that capability. So it's almost like not putting all your eggs into one. Like, I don't want to keep putting all my eggs into Google stuff. Like I'm trying to, yeah. uh, I'm trying to spread and I'm trying to work with directly with partners at this point. So I encourage you, if you're listening to test outside of Google, <clears throat> this way network, there are a lot of DSP out there that can, that can do the work with the same amount of investment that you're already investing in GDN. The only downfall is that you might have to invest time and energy in terms of like measurement mm-hmm. and pulling that, that reporting all under one, but who cares? Like if you're getting better results and you have more clarity and you know exactly how to to optimize mm. based on your, the results you want, then why not go the other way and just get that extra step, right? But exactly. there's a lot of comes into play when it comes to that. Like it's a lot to consider, especially from a brand and a client's perspective. Like, why are we moving now? Why didn't you, why didn't you ask for before what it was happening yeah. now? You know, well, there's a lot happening. We, we learn and we grow yeah. and we want to test more and we want to test more intel- intel- intelligently. And that, that means outside of GDN at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So guys, that's, that's your great tip on how to talk to clients when they ask you (laughs) questions of why now, because things are changing too many things things are are changing. changing. 
things. I mean, they changing. see the clients see what's happening in Google. They hear Google, mm. Facebook on on TV, and it's yeah. not a, a positive news. It's like the government yeah. is getting after them for privacy concerns. So how yeah. does it make us feel as marketers and as consumers? Like you want to be able to to have a voice and we do not have a voice right now when it comes to Google. They have a certain level of no. monopoly. Like, I mean, look at search. Where's Microsoft ads? <laughs> oh, you? Honestly, okay. honestly, 10% even if. I think Microsoft ads should have more than 10% at this point because how Google is like mon monopolizing everything else. But I digress. Yeah. That's another conversation. I'm sure. You're yeah, let's go. Because yeah, I, I want you. I know you, you. You need to leave it soon, but we've only got like one more question yeah, left. I'll, so I'll, I'll hang please stick around for just one more question. <laughs> but we get some people's literally. You'd you'd love this answer. I saw this answer come in mm -hmm. and from Julia Vice. She goes, "Yes, but spoiled hold cobrat. We use programmatic partners. <laughs> I base <laughs> I base my decisions yeah. on their audience builds. Yeah. What goes into their audience builds that's and right. the type of specialty yeah. they offer. So yeah, that's exactly it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of partners out there that can help you outside of GDN, and we can make it work for you and your budget. So yeah, yes, ma'am. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Someone also says Kamikaris, which is a brand you, you mentioned not too long ago, Microsoft and LinkedIn, <laughs> slow but powerful. Yes, that's yeah. the thing with Microsoft because it's very small, very little. It's, yeah, it's going to be slow, but can be powerful, I feel, if done right. Have you ever used Microsoft in terms of display? Uh, display, not yet. They've had some pretty exciting updates though in the last, what, six to eight months, I'm going to say that okay. will make me test it eventually like i think i think we should not sleep on microsoft ads even on the search yeah. on the search side again i have little knowledge on the search or little experience on it but yeah. i don't think we should sleep on them i think they're going to come yeah. back they're going to start i feel like microsoft is going to continue partnering with other yeah technology Platforms. and they're going to grow I, I don't think they're ever going to go as grow as google unless google yeah. falls unless say like, Sure, yeah. falls right yeah but i think they're gonna become powerful enough that it's giving us marketers even on the search side and correct me if i'm wrong but i would feel like on the search side you'll be able to kind of diversify your mix because now you're yeah. not giving everything to google yeah we'd love that we literally yeah. are always thinking how do you diversify in terms yeah. of search here yeah, but Google still has, you know, everyone's still on Google. Everyone, so we can't yeah. just go, oh, we're not. Yeah, YouTube is what? Google. The second, yeah, after Google, YouTube is like what? The second largest search engine or the third largest search engine, and that's owned by Google. So again, two out of the three are Google. Yeah. Ken Chang replies yeah. to question six saying, yes, better support from other vendor partners and also advertising on different platforms for a true omni channel mm -hmm. experience. Let's go now to our last question of the evening. And thank you very much, Ellen, for sticking through with us till, till the end uh, with this. Some very interesting opinions about these questions, but also about the answers that we're giving. It's good to know that, you know, we are not just in a bubble with our thoughts. That, uh, yeah, yeah, even our programmatic partners are thinking similar yeah. things. Good. What's your biggest challenge or frustration on display in display right now? Well, apart from everything we've said. <laughs> um, <I laughs> everything I would learn. Yeah. I think the biggest frustration right now is like inventory clarity. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of like data out there that should not be out there so that's one i think brand safety is still 
a big challenge in the industry from a programmatic perspective. It's a big challenge. Now we've have some, we have some really bomb partners out there. Like we have some partners that we can almost work with in any DSPs that we choose that allows us to analyze pre and post data after running and before running. So that helps a lot in terms of like making sure that we are not serving on invalid traffic, for instance. Yeah. Another Another big challenge is this whole cookie deprecation, I think, from an mm. industry perspective. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be a challenge. I just think that um, we've gotten so comfortable in utilizing third-party data or relying on it that now is pushing us to get uncomfortable and to, wait for it, change our ways. Yeah, we don't like change. Yeah, yeah. We, don't, we don't like <laughs> Even change. Even though it's all, everything is always changing. It's really interesting that we are not good or we don't like change rather. Even though we work in digital, everything is constantly changing. I mean, Google changing. is one of them that keeps us on our toes, I would say, Absolutely. constantly changing. So I don't think it's, it should be that big of a challenge. I just think mm. that it's going to take the human side of things to get on mm. with it and to start mm. testing new, new, new things. But, you know, I know we talk about biggest challenge, but I also want to end on a positive note that we do have great things happening in the industry. I mean, CTV is picking up, streaming mm. is picking up. So it's giving advertisers mm. and brands the opportunity to connect with the consumer from a different perspective yeah. on a, in a different environment. Facebook is falling down, which is, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Facebook is- London not, Bridge is falling down. Yeah, right, right. I'm not talking about Facebook. <laughs> I'm not talk no. about the wall gardens, but Amazon is coming up with their, is updating their DSP. We're talking about Walmart has having their own DSP, which is major, mm. especially in a cookie less environment. We're trying to figure it out. I think that's just going to arm the consumer and the brand with different options. So like, yeah. there's a lot of cool things happening, even though we think as, as challengers, but I just want to remind the, the team here, like we're all the team around the community. It's only becomes a challenge because we don't want to make an effort to see the light at the end of the tunnel, or we think that light is a train or a car. So yeah. I don't think the light is a train. I think the light is the end of the tunnel. I feel like if we go in a perspective where we want to see the solutions, or if you want to see that there is a chance to make a mark or to make a to like really grow, then we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. Y'all we're going to be good. Amazing. So, we'll be okay, yeah. guys. That's that's the underlining message. But let's end with also like just a few more answers from, yeah. from our from expert here. People, yeah, people are concerned with reporting and transparency. That's from Julia Vice. Same oh, problem, yep. not just not just on Google as well, she says. Lack of transparency from Google, yep. Ken Chang says, and the de- demise mm-hmm. of cookies. You said that. Yep. The demise yep. of cookies without a great replacement solution in place. We've not got that yeah thought through yet dan patterson replies i'll echo what others have said trusting the data is the big concern and i worry that's only going to get worse with all the privacy changes going on i find it very interesting that the privacy came out issue Mm -hmm. just came out right here coming in the end (laughs) julie replies for gdn specifically the ten thousand placement limit for exclusions you can hit that really fast Mm. and then you're without the option to exclude your ads from showing on sites or apps unacceptable hence my advertising less on gdn yeah Mm. they feel that they're giving us they're giving us such a great number ten thousand no that's not enough we need more maybe a hundred thousand or a million orlando valencia replies (laughs) 
biggest challenge in display is attribution, measuring it and having client buy-in. Understanding has always been, has always made it a bit of a necessary evil. So yeah, it's not something we've chatted about before attribution display programmatic was so hard to prove because it always, it's always works much better at the top of funnel when people are still yeah. in like need to discover, need yeah. to discover the brand. Yeah. You remove programmatic, you remove display and paid search will also fail because yeah. They're not discovering the brand anywhere. Yeah. So, yeah. Unless your brand is already, already really established. Even so, sometimes there's so many competition that you would need another tactic. And I think we talked about before, I can't remember if it's on this podcast, but I think we talked about the fact that you have to have an omni-channel perspective, an omni-channel strategy, because you want to make sure you're hitting them in different ways at different times. So mm. that's so essential to marry programmatic tactics, even if it's just display tactics with search or social with search, or you said video, including YouTube with search, it has to be married. It has to be two or more because one, it's harder unless you have a programmatic, and this is me being very biased, you guys <laughs> for listening to my rant, unless you have a really solid programmatic strategy, which allows you to hit every different tactic at once like we can mm. do key, keyword research retargeting in, in programmatic we can do behavioral we can do first we can utilize our first party we can do a lot of like those various mixed of tactic so yeah. so yeah you you even so i've always encouraged having sem and and something else or something else with sem because search is sexy to the client yeah the results are there yeah, they show the results, they see it, but they don't realize that it's honestly because yeah. other activity has already started. Like, so a small business, a brand new business, when they come to me and oh, go, yeah. oh, everybody likes, S you know, search, SEM. I want to start doing search. And they, when we ask them, what other activity are you doing? They're like, oh, nothing at all. And we're like, yeah, no, come back. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm like that. I'm literally like, no, no, yeah, go away, they, come back. They think this way is because of the Google. They see the impact that the Google has mm. as a consumer. The Google. <laughs> it's a monopoly. That is why I think we were big fight against them internally because they have so much control over this, this whole industry, which was accidental. They just spread out like a, I'm not going to say virus. That's not nice. They, I'm not going to say that, Eagle? but they spread out. <laughs> So just, yeah, it's, oh, let's do better. Yeah. <laughs> that's not a better one. That's not better. Um, so. I mean, listen, it's still a, so, it's a solid partner. It's a solid partner. Don't get me wrong. Like I still use a lot of Google products right now for some of the clients, but I always make sure if I'm going to suggest a Google product, you best believe there's going to be two or three additional products that I'm going to like educate on, like if, if the client is really excited about GDN, yeah, I'll put all the pros and cons, how to best use it. But at the same time, I'll add a DSP and that I'm speaking specifically in training sessions here. And I'll add like a different DSP that could, you know, rival with GDN on different perspective on the cost perspective, because cost is a big thing, right? And yeah. then in terms of like, this is what you will gain outside of the Google or the GDN. So you have to diversify your mix. You know, there's a, there's a lot, it's not perfect anywhere. I'm not going, I'm not trying no. to make it seem like programmatic is perfect is not at all. There's a lot of uncertainties there. And then some of your team mentioned it up there, lack of transparency, rec record attribution measurements, reporting. So all of this is still a big thing and there's an investment. 
but but there's option out there so don't be afraid to go look for them because like it's easier than it sounds i swear it's so much easier than it sounds yeah it's amazing so guys that's that's the message we're leaving you on diversify don't just take all your eggs in one basket diversify mm-hmm. do some programmatic do some display do some email marketing do some some other stuff see yeah. test and see what works in terms of you know our favorite phrase in this industry about when when a client comes to us and comes to us and goes is this going to work we're like it depends it depends on lots <laughs> oh my gosh, of things it I've got a mug. Oh, it's not so air. tell us it about depends. this well it depends on your kids it depends. it depends on marketing it depends on the seasonality it depends on who you, you yeah it's, it depends, it depends on, on wearing <laughs> it depends on what you drink this morning Morning, like how are you it feeling is. you know <laughs> it, it depends on so many things Co- but, oh coffee my God, or LA. tea which one are you yeah. wine or cognac <laughs> in it like, do i have to choose like, I can some, i be all of them no in order to answer this question right <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely thank you this has been a lot of fun yeah. And to the audience, I hope you found this talk very useful. I hope you've loved Ellen on the show. <laughs> if you want her to come back, let me know. We'll find a topic oh, to man, get her on to, to touch, to talk on again. I'm sure we'd love to. God. Or and if you want to talk to us about it, if you want to get a, a voice chat on this, we actually are going to be on Twitter spaces, okay. um, 12 p.m. Eastern or 5 p.m. GMT, okay. like Got in it. UK time as well. So yeah, if Ellen, if you want to join us, anyone else, if you want to join us, so, you know, join us there on Thursday. Thursday that would be great that is awesome if you want to give a feedback about this podcast or more things that you want me to do you know more guests that you want me to have yeah please you know dm me get me on twitter and the handle at the marketing annie or on linkedin we've got the ppc chat roundup podcast group also ellen tell tell people how they can get in touch with you Oh, they can. I'm pretty, pretty responsive on all social media on LinkedIn is Helen Parker. It's spelled Helene, H-E-L-E-N-E Parker, or you can email me info at heleneparker.com or go to my website, heleneparker.com. And then of course, I have the podcast Programmatic Digest podcast on Instagram is Programmatic Digest on Facebook is Programmatic Digest. And we also have a LinkedIn profile, not a group, sorry, a profile. So it's, you know, you can reach me through Anu and she'll, she'll forward or refer to Absolutely. You. But Absolutely. I'll definitely make time for, for this conversation next week because I, I had a lot of fun. I think it's very interesting. And I love the fact that the community is bringing in together and just sharing with no boundaries, no limitation, no judgment. And that's really important. That's what we need. That's what we need. Amazing. Yeah, I love it. And on my final note, my, my, my usual message to you all, remember for your campaigns and businesses to glide smoothly. There is a lot of hard work needed beneath the surface. So keep your swans kicking. Bye and speak to you next week. Bye.